Hey everyone, welcome to the show. Coming up, would you pay $150 for an extra three hours in the Magic Kingdom? A fire forces an evacuation of Festival of the Lion King, and SeaWorld does an abrupt about-face on their Killer Whale program. Plus, we're going to have our review of Brunch at the California Grill at Disney's Contemporary Resort. All that coming up next. From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is The Diz Unplugged. This is The Diz Unplugged, episode 878, for the week of March 22nd, 2016. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Warner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hello. Teresa Eccles. Hello. Kathy Whirling. Hi, everybody. And back in the production nook, our producer, Craig Williams. Hi. Along with the lovely and talented Mr. Steve Porter. Hello. So, welcome, everybody, to the show. We've got a big news week uh, this week, a lot to talk about. Um, but first, we have some things in housekeeping. I am pleased to announce that we are ready to start uh, accepting reservations for the Diz Unplugged 10th anniversary in July. Um, probably uh, with the show notes that go up with this, we'll yeah. have a link in there where you can go ahead and book your rooms uh, on Disney property. We've got a nice array of rooms and some great pricing. So please, by all means, go do that. Can I we- just expand on that? Expound on that? Sure. Expand, expound. Uh, we actually been taking it for about a week, so we're doing very well. Um, we have some, as Pete said, across all uh, all resorts, we have great rooms. We have some really great prices on deluxe resorts, and those are going the fastest. I just checked with our Disney rep, and they are the group rep, and they are really flying off the shelves. So if you want to stay at a deluxe resort, you got to act fast. And Craig is going to put up a link to actually a thread I did on the boards that explains all the in and outs of booking this because this is with our group department. We can't just put up rates. It has to be through a quoting process. So it explains all the details of what's going on with that. So it, that's that's what we have for that. Um, we are still finalizing details, unfortunately, on uh, our, our big live show. Um, there are going to be all sorts of events that week. We're going to have a registration up shortly uh, for that. Um, but we're just still working out a couple of details. So if you want a room, you can get your room. Uh, it is definitely going to be happening that weekend. What is it? Uh, 22nd to the 26th? Correct. Um, of July. July. And we are going to have a big live show. We're just not sure where, cause we're trying to get this really, really cool venue right now. And it's really tough to get. And I'm holding out hope that we can make this work because if we can, it's going to be unbelievable. If not, we'll do it somewhere else, but we're doing it. So you don't have to worry. You don't have to worry. We're going to have plenty of space for everybody and be able to include everybody that wants to come. Nobody's going to be left out. The only thing that's going to be space limited are these hotel rooms. So now you can book those. And I promise we're going to have signups for registration and all that good stuff coming up soon. But you got you got hotel rooms. Can I also say, too, you do not have to book 
one of these hotel rooms to come to the event. It'll be open to everybody, but the converse of that is also true. Booking one of these rooms does not guarantee you entry into any event that weekend. There'll be registration for that stuff, except for the live show. The live show will have space for everybody. And I just, I want to manage people's expectations. The events that go on over this weekend are going to be very informal. They're going to be informal events with the team. They're going to be informal events uh, among uh, some of the folks that put together uh, meets in other parts of the country. Um, informal events among uh, among our listeners. This is a gathering. This is a gathering. The, the, the big event, the big event is going to be the live show that will take place on the 25th of July, the 10th anniversary of, uh, of our show. Can so. I add a little bit of bad news? Sure. I had referenced to some people that there was a possibility of having a big ticket event. And I had uh, an opportunity to, I had a, a chance to talk to Richard Sherman and he had expressed an interest in performing for us. And that was what I had been talking about. However, he has since sent his regrets. He's working on the Broadway version of bed nods and bed knobs and broomsticks mm. and won't be able to get away to at that time. So Unfortunately. I, he said he was very sorry. Maybe he'll do something with us in the future. But at this point, what I had was has slipped away. We are definitely going to do uh, a big live auction um, or silent auction, I should say. Um, so we'll have a lot of items, a lot, a lot of cool items up for auction to raise money for Give Kids the World. Um, we're going to be doing a lot of events in the, you know, a lot of meets in the park. But again, very informal stuff with, uh, with all the members of the team doing different things. So I'm sure some of you are going to have the opportunity to get drunk with Corey. Um, <laughs> That'll be fun. And cry with Teresa. <laughs> so probably the same night. Right? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> so that's that. Um, also, I would like to address the uh, the job opening that I mentioned on last week's show. Wow, wow! Did we get inundated with resumes? I mean, inundated. It and some of the people sending stuff in. Like I'm, I'm humbled by some of the resumes we've gotten. Um, and I wish I could make everyone's dream come true. Cause some of you have sent through some really compelling cover letters. Um, you know, unfortunately I only have one position and, uh, so, you know, a lot of people are going to be, are, are going to be disappointed, but I, I want you to know that I am reading all of them. I am going to respond to all of them. Uh, but unfortunately all but one is going to be saying, I'm sorry. Uh, so I feel, and I, I honestly, I feel terrible. I feel terrible because some of these, some of these resumes are fantastic. Uh, we have started the interview process already. Uh, we began that yesterday. Um, and, uh, if you haven't heard from me at this point, um, probably not going to be able to schedule an interview for you. Well, should you also say too that you're not going to take any more resumes? From I'm really, I'm not. It's not going to stop them from sending them in. Okay. Um, I'm, but I'm not really taking any more resumes because we already have too many. Um, that being said, I'm going to hold on to these resumes as well because we're growing. Um, this is a this was this is about growth and not necessarily attrition. Even though we are losing Steve, he's leaving me um, because that's what men do. They leave. Um, and, oh my! Uh, <laughs> just being better. Um, <laughs> Steve's leaving the end of April, and uh, the, but this was a position that we were already talking about needing to add anyway. So that's that. But 
I'll tell you, absolutely blown away by the talent in this community. Some of the, some of the work, um, you know, cause I have this like checklist of things that I'm looking for. And, you know, before the, before I put the call out there, I was saying, you know, I'm looking for a unicorn. Um, who, who am I going to find that really has all of these? And I got to be honest, apparently there are a lot of unicorns out there because there's a lot of people that have everything that we're looking for, uh, for this, for this position. So it's, uh, it's been a, it's been an interesting process and very humbled, very humbled by the number of resumes, by the passion that people have in wanting to come work with us. And, um, I just wish I could say yes to everyone, but obviously that's not realistic. So, um, I did want to mention that, uh, want to put in a plug for this week's shows. What did we uh, have go up yesterday for the dream show, Craig? It was the second part of the, the question and answers. All that right. is true. That so is that great. is the Dreams Unlimited Travel Show. You can find that on YouTube.com slash Dreams Unlimited Travel. Can you I can, mention the next show? Sure. As soon as I'm done pr- sure. putting the URLs out there. Um, YouTube.com slash Dreams Unlimited Travel and on DizUnplugged.com. You can find a link to all those shows. Coming up next week, uh, we have Kathleen Bobbitt. She's going to come on. She's our special guest. And Kathleen is a single grandmother who travels with her two teenage kids, teenage grandkids. And we talked to her about the ins and outs of that and sort of the what she has to do logistically to travel with uh, her grandkids, the permissions she needs and all that sort of um, paperwork that she needs to do. So. And I just, I just want to say that um, Kathleen, you know, we had Kathleen on the show, what, about a year and a half ago. Did an amazing job, and I wasn't here for that particular show. But Craig said she was absolutely phenomenal. She was. Um, Kathleen's one of the most authentic people you would ever meet. Ever There's no meet. artifice. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, I also think the topic of you know multi generational travel—that's a big thing right now with grandparents taking their grandkids um, on vacation. So that will be next week's show: Dreams Unlimited Travel. Um, the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged goes goes out live every Sunday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Mixler.com and uh, goes up on iTunes on Monday. Uh, Yesterday's show was listener Karen uh, returning for one more trip planning, uh, returns for more trip planning advice. And coming up next week, Tony Spatel has a review of the new barbecue inspired menu at the Riverbell Terrace. And, of course, Thursdays, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, DizUnplugged.com, the universal edition of the Diz Unplugged with Craig, Rhino, and Jenny Lynn. And what are you talking about this week? This week, we are going to give a uh, little bit of a refresher on all the resorts for uh, everyone who's forgotten that they actually exist out there. And uh, we're going to be kind of doing it in the... uh, the crino style for people who have watched that episode in the past, but now that Jenny Lynn's involved, it'll be a crino Lynn. But uh, it should be should be a lot of fun learning about resorts again. And what happens if we bring this new person on? You're going to have to change. Uh, you're going to have to change that that name now. Uh, it's run, I'm running out of syllables to add. I don't think that made sense. No, no. Hmm. it didn't. But I'm used to that. All right, that's all I have for housekeeping. Anything else? Anybody else? Yeah, I just want to say that our thoughts and prayers are with the people of Brussels. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. They're terrible. Terrible this morning. Anything else? All right, then over to Johnny with the news. All right, our first news story. Disney After Hours event planned for Magic Kingdom. 
Disney has, has introduced a new After Hours event at the Magic Kingdom that will be held on April 14th, 21st, 28th, and May 5th, 8th, 12th, and 19th. It will give guests the opportunity to stay in the park three hours after closing. Select attractions and character meet and greets will be available. Tickets for these events go on sale April 6th and will cost $149 plus tax for all ages. It's not clear if future dates for the event will be added or not. It's also not clear how many people they're going to allow in the park right. for this. The question also, uh, it begs the question, how many people are actually going to pay $150 for three hours in the Magic Kingdom? There's been a discussion between our agents, and they actually think this is going to be very popular. Really? Especially when you take into account a, a fireworks cruise or a dessert party. This is three hours in the park where they're telling you that you're probably not going to have to wait in line that long. So, And this is open to outside guests. You don't have to be a resort guest. Right. And you, don't have to, you also don't have to have a, a ticket. Right. Um, this is its own ticket. And what we're hearing, I believe Kathy mentioned to me this morning, is that they're going, you know, very similar to how they do it with the, the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party and the Halloween Party. If you have the ticket, you can get in a few hours. Mm-hmm. Like after before. 7 p.m. So. And I mean, and they're going to include uh, ice cream novelties and bottled drinks. So, you know, soda, water, things like that are going to be included. Beam. What's that? Jim Beam. Jim Beam. Um, So, you know, right now, I mean, on the boards, I I mean, the reaction on the boards was, is this a joke? Um, And that was kind of my reaction to it as well. I'm going to reserve judgment on this until I actually experience it. But, you know, Steve did a great article last week about the nickel and diming of Disney. And it just seems to be getting. It's more and more of things that used to be free experiences. So whether it's extra magic hours or I guess that's a benefit of being a resort (laughs) guest, but it just seems like there's more and more things that used to be free that they're figuring out. Oh, we can just make people pay for this. Well, do you remember? Do you remember? I forgot how many years ago they used to do e-ticket nights, which was like ten dollars. Yes. And it was the same thing for ten dollars, and now fifteen. But that was for resort guests. That was for resort guests only, correct? And now they've given that away for free. Extra magic hours at night is free to resort guests, right? Um, I think you're going to be surprised that this is going to sell out. Yeah. uh, People pay to go to the Christmas party. People go to the Mickey's Halloween party. Now I realize there are extra things attached to that, but those are. I think this is going to be a very, very popular. I I have to kind of agree. As much as I hate it, I hate the fact that it's. I hate that it's going to be popular, and I kind of hate that it's going to be a really fun right. event because you're right. People are going to be able to get right on Space Mountain, right on Seven Doors Mine Train. It's going to be. I'm sure with not that many people there, it'll be super super fun. It just kind of disgusts me that they have the ability to do this. It's a good well, word. Disgusts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, does the does the Christmas party disgust you? No, because there's benefits to. I mean, there's. I mean, there's a theme. There's a special parade. There's a special Santa Claus. I mean, you're getting something that you wouldn't have gotten just on a normal. Park you day. used to get that for free. The only thing. The only thing we yeah. can say is that we don't know exactly what's going to happen. Right. So maybe there will be a perk. Well, However, there is always going to be a niche for Disney with the people who are willing to spend gobs of money for a little bit of exclusivity. For, for exclusivity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Do you think it's just going to be mainly adults? That's well, that's the other thing. Yeah. This is I wouldn't pay that for my out. kid, right? I mean, it's 150 bucks for a child. It seems to be a lot, so probably it'll 
involuntarily exclude children. So it's a more of an adult event. Well, um, this is why I'm kind of reserving judgment on it. I, I want to go experience it. I want to see what it is and I mean, you judge guys for have myself paid for whether or not it's... For lots of extra events that Disney's finding out, you know, there are people who remember when they used to complain that they closed the parks for so many private or private party or hard ticket parties? Right. Remember they had a pirates and princesses party? I thought people were going to lose their mind because that closed the park for like a month and that meant the park closed at six o'clock and people were up in arms because, oh my gosh, you've taken away my park time. Annual pass holders lost their minds over that. All these dates that they're taking away, I can get into the park, or I can get into the park. My annual pass is no longer worth it. I'm never going back. Yeah. And I wonder I wonder if those DVC parties were a precursor That's to this. exactly yeah. what Craig said. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly Did what Craig said this today? morning. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes, this morning. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> if you said it, well, I would have heard you. Yeah. I think I need to go for a test. Oh, yeah. I, uh, well, maybe you still should. But um, <laughs> no, uh, I, I think that was the precursor to this, uh, seeing how it was. Obviously, they haven't said anything about uh, adding in the DVC exclusive fireworks that they had uh, to this. But I, I could also see them putting that in as the added perk to really getting it. But I think it said exclusive characters were going to be at this event, rare characters. That's exactly what happened at the DVC event. You were allowed to get the free ice cream and, uh, and water and lemonade and stuff like that. That's also going to be here. So uh, with the exception of exclusive merchandise and fireworks, it's that. And I kind of think it is worth 150 the more I think but about it. Not didn't for you guys say you found that DVC party to be very disappointing? We did. Kevin I, and I did. It's since been pointed out to yeah. us that I'm not going to point fingers, but someone misread the information. I, I said it right when I did the review. I completely misunderstood. I thought it started at 7 and actually started at 9.30. So it was this sort of idea that the there were still the crowds from the day were in there and nothing seemed special until 9.30. But Craig enjoyed it very much. We went to and review other people, and come to find out we didn't right. stay until it started. Uh, so okay. our review was kind of... right. Not a proper of something review. that wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, okay, it was our mistake for doing it. But I believe that Craig enjoyed it, oh, and yeah. other people on the board said they loved it when right. they went at the right time. Okay, yeah. Like I said, I, I you know I see that I see one hundred and fifty dollars. I'm like, oh my god, that's just that's kind of ridiculous. But you know, in hearing that you can get in a few hours early and still get the fireworks in the parade, and that it sounds like they're going to limit this significantly. In terms of, I mean, as long as they limit it significantly, as long as it is pretty much a walk-on to those attractions. If you're paying $150 and there's still a 30-minute line for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, it's yeah. a problem. Yeah, I think you're going to so, find. I think you're going to find the price alone is going to limit the amount of people who will attend. Yeah. However, I think you're going to find out that they sell out. I think I. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm sure of that. I'm sure you're right. I'm absolutely sure you're right. So I'm going to reserve judgment on whether or not I think it's worth anything until I've actually experienced it. But um, it is an interesting trend. The other thing we talked about in the Daily Fix today was that they've now removed uh, fast passes for uh, Wishes Fireworks, uh, Main Street Electrical Parade, and Fantasy uh, Festival of Fantasy Parade, the special viewing areas that you could get fast passes for. Rumor is that they may start charging for those, those viewing areas. Yeah, I mean, they built special viewing areas, 
and now uh, they took it away. So, Steve's, Steve's losing yeah. it. Well, what they probably would do is they would probably make those part of things like VIP tour guide experiences. Yeah. So now if you book a VIP tour guide, you're guaranteed seats for parades and seats for fireworks. I would be completely okay with that. But it, to pay to get special fireworks seating. Or if you didn't pay. have to sit for two hours for a parade and hold your spot. No, yeah. it wouldn't be worth yeah. 15 or 20 bucks. No, a ticket. Not that it's not worth the money. It just, there's something about Disney being able to figure Okay, where else can we get money at? Here's the deal, Steve. I've reached a point in my life where it's worth throwing money at it if I means I don't have to sit on a curb for two hours. I think we're. Just, I, I I feel bad for you because I think we're heading for a point where you're going to see things like more fast passes are going to cost you more, or people staying at deluxes get more fast passes. Disney is heading towards this direction of where are they going to make that extra revenue? This is sad yeah. for the people that have children and can't afford this. Here's the deal. Stop. You don't children. have to go. To the $150 event, no. you can sit on the curb for two hours and probably get just as good a seat. You can, but it's But you just, don't have to do those things. I know, but I just feel I, it's I out know of, when we go do an ABD trip, our ABD folks pay a great deal of money for sort of extra access. And there is a seat where they seat us for the parade and... There is a ABD guide on each side of that, and all they do is fight people out of that I know, area. I've been there. Yeah. But I think to myself, if you've paid three thousand dollars a person for this access to the park, you deserve to sit there. Yeah. And we hear all the time people screaming, "Well, that's not fair." When we went to the 60th anniversary, we got to sit up front, but the people paid a lot of money for that option. You didn't have to do it. You could have come in the park and stood for four hours. So those these are options. Well, it's I'm not saying like, it's not, I'm not saying it's not fair. It's not it's like fair. if you got blind- the money, go for it. Well, do it's what not you like want. Going to put blinders over your eyes and say you can't watch the fireworks unless you pass. But I just think I it's think sad. I just think. It's, I do think that would be fun though. I, I don't know. know. Um, yeah, so I, it's, I agree with you. I I'm think just, it's, it's, not, it's fair because you got the money. By all means, throw it out there and do what you or want. Or decide you decide what it's worth. Right. I just find it. Sad what you, where you find value. I just I, I think paying extra for a seat that I didn't have to sit on the curb for two hours. I just think Disney used to be a place where you, yes, it was always an expensive vacation and you paid up front a large sum of money. But then once you were there, you could abandon the the real world right. because you've already paid this money. So besides really food, you didn't. There was no. You still can. That's not gone. I hear this all right, the time but to get about the full experience. Band. I don't like the whole Magic Band thing, and I keep hearing, "Don't use it." No, your your version's not gone. Is it though? Because if if those seats, if those best great seats are taken already, then chances I- are, unless you were willing to sit for a couple hours, you weren't going to get one of those seats anyway. Yeah, but I'd also argue, and Stephen, my case that I still have never, to this day, paid for a vacation to Disney World out of my own pocket because I grew up coming with my family. I don't know if that's different for you, but. You know, with taking vacations now, I'm finding the harsh reality that they are much more expensive than I ever thought they were before. So, is Disney really changing, or are they just... Oh, no, Disney's changing. Oh, yeah. I think it's more obscene to pay $4 for a bottle of Coke than to pay $20 for Mm. whatever it's going to cost for a special seat. And I can't believe there's not outrage at that. If you're willing to pay $4 for a bottle of Coke, I'm not sure $25 for a viewing seat is that big a deal. I just wonder... You know, the the whole due to guest demand, what's next? All the little things that hooked all of us on Disney, are are they going to get to the point that they're going to monetize that and say, well, if you want to meet a character, it's now $25. If you want to do this, it's so much. Well, I I have said this. I have said this multiple, multiple times. 
because you know we see it erupt every time there's a ticket an increase in ticket pricing um there is if there is a demand for it and people are willing to pay it disney is going to do it as long as people continue to pay disney will continue to do it when people stop paying for it when people stop showing up, when it reaches that tipping point, whatever that tipping point is, that people stop giving their giving Disney their money for that, then Disney will change because that's what businesses do. My my problem isn't that the prices are going up, though. It's just the way that Disney's doing it. So we talked about the resort fees, so the possible resort fees being $15. And the way that Disney's marketing that is, oh, you're getting this Wi-Fi and you're getting this and that, Magical Express. But we said, well, why don't they just add that $15 a night to your... It would be such a better marketing move. Why doesn't it bother you that the Swan and Dolphin charge that much then? They charge a resort fee every night. It, it does bother me. That, that bothers me. Yeah. Why don't no, they just add that to their fee? Why is, there's why another, that there's just other the levels involved because then there's taxes on that right. as opposed to the resort's fee portion. It, well, I know, I know for other resorts, I don't know that this necessarily applies to Disney. The reason they don't do it at other resorts is because it drives up that per night, that per night fee. And they want that lead-in rate. They mm-hmm. want that lead-in rate of 189 not 214 Right. And, you know, so the small print is, yeah, it's one eighty nine a night, but you're going to pay $25 a night. Yeah, but that's, I'm, my point is, is that that is not, like, I don't like that. It's, that's basically Well, I mean, it's, I mean, but it's, I'd it's industry standard. I'd rather see the actual it's, price. Look, I'm with you. I don't like it either. It's yeah. industry standard. Yeah. Um, and, you know, again, again, the market will determine whether or not this will stand or whether it will fold. Right. The market is going to determine that. And, you know, as Kevin said, if you don't want to pay that money for... Or you can't pay that money. Well, whatever, can't or, don't, or won't, um, there's still experience, you, know, you can still have the experience you've had all along. You talk about the uh, fireworks and parade viewing, if they started charging for that. This is an area that was only just built. Wait so it's not... It's not even. It's not like that's something you could have gotten into before. They had, to, I'm sorry. They had it. They you know they they made it available for Fast Pass, Fast Pass Plus for you know a certain amount of time. Right. They build it specifically. And they have. And that. I want to be clear right. too. They haven't even. This is a. This is speculation. Right. There used to be this. special seating for the parade on that 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 bridge that right. used to go. And that over, was part of the. Of what the was triple A? Yeah, triple A was yeah. part of it. But also, if you booked a. VIP tour guide, that was part right. of it. You got it just as you went over into um, crossing the bridge over, over near to, the Hall of Presidents. Right. There was benches put up there to watch Frontier the parade go by. So I just was already special seating. I think it's just sort of sad thinking as a single parent when I came that, you know, I saved my little dollars and I came and we got to have a good time. I mean, that's what hooked me on Disney. But now it's like I feel like Disney's sitting there and I get it, it's a business. But how many people now? aren't going to be able to come. I agree. Or feel that they're not going to be able to come because there's so many extra. Well, again, if that happens, that's what the market, that's what the market's for. If that happens, if they start seeing a decline in attendance, if they start seeing per capita spending going down, resorts going empty, resorts, you know, going from 95% full to 75% full, then they will have to adjust because that's what the market does. The reason they can do this 
is that gate attendance is so high and is year over year always, always increasing by double digits. The reason they can talk about doing a resort fee at all is because the resorts are routinely 95% occupied. So that is why I, they, and that's what a business is supposed to do. Do any of you feel bad that I can't afford a Porsche Cayenne? No. Why? Not at all, because I can't afford it either. There's always going to be people. Oh, so Sheeling believes in communism. <laughs> Everybody should okay. have the same thing. Someone's always going to pay these prices because there's people out there I want to step back just a second. Why do you not feel sorry for me, Kathy? I saved my money. Why I can't afford a Porsche Cayenne? Because not so much about the the car. I mean, you know, do I don't see a difference. But I I I picture my kids. You know, when they were smaller, if something was going on in the park, and I went, "Oh, we can't do that because we can't afford that." Disney was a place for us to forget about life for a while. And when you say, "Oh, um, mommy, mommy, how come I can't sit over there?" Well, but there's let's also talk about one when more. you were a kid. Well, let, me, let me just let me just expand on that though. There are there were people at that point in time who couldn't even afford to come to Disney World. Right. And so, there's a child, so there's a child who saw a commercial and said, "Mommy, mommy, how come I can't go to Disney World?" The parent has to say, "I can't afford it." Because and that was my story. I was that just going to say, weren't story. you all told when you were a kid that there were things you can't afford? Exactly. Yeah. I Always. want the sneakers that Billy has. Well, we can't, we can't afford. afford and and uh, to a degree, to a degree, some of this pushback is. And I will every time I say this phrase on the show, I get emails and I'm sure I'll get more is an overdeveloped sense of entitlement that we deserve everything and you shouldn't have anything I don't have. Well, guess what, folks? Not everybody gets a trophy in life. I was just going to say, you don't get a participation trophy in life. Oh, but, but that's not how we came to Disney. We came to Disney because I was trying to take my kids to a place where they could forget about Life. But when you came to Disney, when you started coming to Disney, it was after the Michael Eisner era, when the first thing he did when he came in was jack those ticket prices up through the roof. And people then were complaining right. about how, you know, 10 years ago I came here and the price of a ticket was well, this, and now look what they're doing. It's, it, is the, it is an age-old story. It is an age-old story. And this is just what happens. This is just what happens. And the way you can look at it is Disney is pricing me out of the market or say that, okay, I have more options now of things I can or can't spend my, spend my money on. Well, look at it this way, too. When Kevin first started coming to Disney World, he's told the story before they would ride if you had wings because it did not require a ticket. Right. Once you ran out of your tickets, you could do the free things, and that was it. So right there, again, why can't we go on Space Mountain again? Well, we don't have any more tickets for it. We can't afford afford more tickets. When I was a kid, Kathy, we came. My mom and dad took a loan for us to come to Disney World because three of us had been in the hospital in 1971. So we came at the end of the year. My mom used to tell the story that the only time my family ever went out was on Easter. We used to go out for a fish sandwich, and that was our dining out. So... We all scrimped and saved to do this. I think you put emotional attachment to this. And I think what I've learned is no matter how emotional I feel about Disney World, it's a business. And I think I've been told often enough, if you don't like the magic bands, don't use them. If you don't want to spend $150, go when the park closes. You've got oh, to go. No, I, if you I don't want to buy a seat. But it almost seems like the, two it hours. almost seems like the attitude is because I don't want to do it or because I don't I can't afford to do it, it shouldn't exist. Right. No, I'm and not. I don't think that's right. I think, you know, why does anybody throw their, you know, throw a fit over the fact that there are fireworks cruises that cost, what, $400? 
that if you want to see the fireworks from this great location and have this little cruise around Seven Seas Lagoon, you want to fork out $400. There's nobody picketing that. Um, nobody's saying, oh, that Why shouldn't that exist for everybody? because I can't I've gotten emails it. about the fact that I said I buy Louis Vuitton bags. Guess what? It's my money. I choose oh, where I spend yeah, it. Most definitely. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't go partying. Oh, we're going to so, get so many emails. So here's the deal. I choose where I spend my money. They're not taking anything away from you. They're not saying you can't watch fireworks. They're not saying you can't come to the park. People are always going to pay for luxury, and people are always going to oh, pay I, for exclusivity. Are you- Hold on. I want. I, Steve is trying to get in here. There's, I want to let him in. The thing that bothers me is not that the prices are going up. It's not, it, Capitalist society says that if they want to raise the ticket prices, they can. It's the add-ons. It's like, I just... Don't do it, Steve. It's not that... That doesn't bother me. It's not that I can't do it. It's just that, like Kathy said, there's young families that are coming that have to say, oh, well, how come we can't be there? Where because that was, that's the way the world is. Right. No, it, I you, can't because the world says... Then make, make the prices more expensive to come to the park. Okay, then you're going to exclude huge groups of well, then, people. Right, well then, but then what you're saying is because some people can't afford it, now everyone has to pay for it. And that doesn't make any sense to me. If they disperse the cost across all the people that are coming to the park, they're still going to make their money. Well, but then it's not an exclusive thing. This is a divided yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I don't want, <laughs> This though. is what I wish Can we you had. afford filet mignon? <laughs> Not a, no, not all the okay. time. Okay, so I stand in the market and I buy a filet mignon for John and I. Would you be happy if I raised the price of everything you purchased so then you could have filet mignon? If that restaurant was an experience. I'm not talking about restaurant. I'm talking about Publix. Let's say you pay more for everything you buy in Publix so you could have the same filet mignon I do. Would you like that cost dispersed? This is when I wish we had split screen. No. <laughs> would you and like that cost dispersed? we could do the Elizabeth Hasselbeck, Rosie O'Donnell. Ra- if... if <laughs> I don't understand your question. Okay. Let's say what? you live in a one-bedroom apartment, what? and I have a yeah, four-bedroom house. Second news story yeah, we okay. Would you like to pay, would you like to spread the cost of my four-bedroom house over everybody's accommodations so that everybody can have a four-bedroom house? Or would you like to say, listen, I don't want a four-bedroom house. I'm happy paying for no, my one-bedroom apartment. No, because living situations and coming You're to Disney are You're going to keep changing this, different. and it's the okay. same exact no, thing. I, I, I have it. Okay, we, I'll let one Just, more person comment, then we have to move okay. on. Okay, Saturday, I went over to the Grand Floridian to see the Easter eggs. They now offer preferred parking. I left my house early enough so that I got front-row parking, because there's still that one area. So I got the benefit because I was willing to go earlier. I don't have a problem with things like that. If I can sit on the curb and watch a parade, great. But when they start saying, well, you can't watch the parade because you have to spend an extra 150 Well, they're not saying that, though. I know, but I'm just saying, I, I get what they're doing now. I worry about what's going to happen. What's the next thing? What about the people who come at Christmas, Kathy? They don't get to see the Christmas parade unless they buy a hard ticket event. Pizza, one more person. I am the oh one my God. I was the one more. All right. So obviously, obviously, right. this is a, an extremely contentious issue. And I love for once, it's not me. Um, <laughs> it's just this side of the room. Against it, is, it is quite, uh, it, it really is quite a, a, you know, quite a discussion. Probably one of the more lively ones we've had in, in recent months. So interesting to see where this will go. But 
With that, let's move on to the next news story. All right, our next second news story. Fire at Disney's Animal Kingdom's Festival of the Lion King, and Disney charges those guests $25 extra for the experience. (laughs) (laughs) You got to see smoke. (laughs) According to the Orlando Sentinel, a fire occurred during an afternoon performance of the Festival of the Lion King show at Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park on Monday, March 21st. 1,000 people were evacuated from the attraction after the fire started under one of the show's floats. The fire department was called, but the fire was out before they arrived. The next performance was canceled, and according to the information we have as of recording, all shows today were still uh, going on as usual. Guests who were evacuated were ge- who were evacuated were given a ticket for another show. The cause is not yet known. Are you showing a little video of it behind me? Yeah. Wow. Do it again. This makes for great television. This reminds okay, me of the no, club you, I went you, to in the okay. 80s. Then here, here's my rant. Here's my rant. Oh. People, let me see your phone. When you're shooting video, you don't shoot like this. You oh. shoot like this. Okay? When you watch a movie, is the movie screen like this or is it like this? If it's a Woody Allen movie, chances are. <laughs> but you know, when Periscope first came out, it was portrait. Well, that's the same Periscope. I enjoy the fact that. Pete found the fact that the guy trying to escape the flames <laughs> should have already us fall the right way just for him. We have our priorities. We have our priorities. Exactly. Trying to get out. I'm trying to escape the fire. I mock you. Film landscape. All right. We hope everybody's okay and that everything turned out fine. All right. Our third news story. Man sues Disney Cruise Line after his thumb is amputated by stateroom door. A Colombian man is suing Disney Cruise Line after his thumb was amputated by a stateroom door during a Caribbean cruise. Marco Fidel Castro, already suspicious, claims that the incident happened while... Oh my Man- God, is that really, that really <laughs> is his name? Marco Fidel Castro. <laughs> claims that the incident happened while getting ready for dinner on April 26th, the second night of his cruise. Castro's attorney, Jordan Wagner, said, quote, he was near the hallway door with his thumb on the doorframe. And his wife was holding the door open with her foot. She moved her foot. She moved and her foot came away. And he didn't realize the door was closing. The door slammed shut with force. Mm. She put her whole weight on that door. (laughs) You think they had a fight? (laughs) Wagner said that Castro took the severed thumb to the ship's doctor and was, quote, treated by a nurse who bandaged the injury and put the thumb on ice. How do you? Okay. He did not see another doctor for several days until stopping in one of the scheduled ports where he was told that there was not an appropriate doctor there. He then saw a doctor in Puerto Rico two days later where he was told it was too late to reattach the thumb. He is suing Disney Cruise Line for, quote, failure to maintain cruise cabin doors in a safe manner, failure to warn anyone of the dangers associated with the cabin doors, failure to provide safety. Really? He needs a warning? Yes. Do not put your fingers inside an open door frame? Did you ever buy a bucket for household use? There's a little thing on the side of it that says, don't do a headstand in the bucket. Stella got her head caught in one of these doors one time when she was little. Right. That okay. explains There's a lot. It's one thing for a child. Explains it's another everything. thing for a guy who is how old? I, I mean, come on. Did you ever get your fingers closed in a car door? Oh, many times. There's no sticker on the side of my car that says, don't put your fingers in the door. It couldn't have been his entire thumb. let Let me just finish up what he is suing for. Failure to provide safety devices 
on the hinges on the cabin doors and failure to provide timely and adequate medical care. He's requesting, quote, unspecified damages associated with the cost of medical care and other costs. Okay, I agree with the medical care thing. The that nurse was, who just says, here, put it in your margarita until it's time right? for the nursing things. And was it the... I mean, if well, it was a whole freaking thumb, there is no much way. It, was, it doesn't say. Look, if it's not life threatening, they're not going to airlift you, and they do not have the sur- They don't have a surgery center on board the ship where they can reattach a oh, thumb. I think they can call ahead to the next port and say we have an incident. We have well, a thumb. But if they don't have, if they don't have, if the, then that next port doesn't have a facility capable of doing. I mean, that's not. That's. Do you realize a, this man will never hitchhike again. Oh my God! But slapping a Mickey Band-Aid on it and put well, it on a margarita. I'm sure they did more than slapping. Uh, you know, just he's upset because he can no longer keep that thumb up his ass. Oh man! Oh, oh. I was just going to say, Steve, friends do don't let friends hold upset? the door open. What? Friends don't let friends hold the door open. Okay, so she wife. had her foot in there. They were arguing. We here's the backstory. No, here's the backstory. Yeah, really? So, she, so your she wife. She was in the room, wouldn't let him in, had her foot in the door. He was trying to pry the door open. She moved her foot and put her whole 200 pounds on the door and slammed okay, us. We've made a lot of assumptions. Well, I'm just saying. That door does come All right. fast, close hard. I know, because yeah, Stella does. cried for this a is a this is This is guy's a candidate for the Darwin Award, so what's next? <laughs> All right. It's called Thin in the Herd. Our, yeah. our fourth and final news story. SeaWorld announces they are ending their orca breeding program. This is huge. SeaWorld has, SeaWorld has announced that they are ending their orca breeding program. Instead, the company is creating, quote, new, inspiring natural orca encounters rather than theatrical shows as part of its ongoing commitment to education, marine science research, and rescue of marine animals. These encounters will revolve around, quote, orca, rich, orca enrichment, exercise, and overall health. And I'm wondering where I can sign up. And we'll begin in San Diego next year. Uh, San Antonio in 2018 and Orlando in 2019. I could paint a couple of white spots on your black t-shirt <laughs> for free. SeaWorld has partnered with the Humane Society of the United States to achieve these goals and protect the oceans and the marine animals. Wayne Paselli, president of CEO, president and CEO of the Humane Society, said, "Quote: SeaWorld's commitment to end breeding of orcas is a long-held goal of many animal advocacy advocacy organizations." And we recommend the company. We commend the company for making this game-changing commitment. Um, blah blah blah. How many guests they have? Um, Joel Mamby, president and CEO of SeaWorld Entertainment, said the work done by zoological facilities like SeaWorld is critical to the protection of animals in the wild, especially marine animals. To that end, SeaWorld has committed fifty million dollars over the next five years to be the world's leading marine animal rescue organization to advocate for an end to the commercial killing of whales and seals and then to shark finning. Um, I just want to add one more thing. SeaWorld has not collected an orca from the wild in nearly 40 years, and the orcas currently at SeaWorld were either born there or have spent almost their entire lives in human care and cannot survive on their own in the wild. And SeaWorld has capitulated to terrorists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have capitulated to terrorists. Yeah. PETA is a domestic terrorist organization, in my opinion. They this that that this hit job, this inaccurate, disingenuous hit job that was Blackfish. They've capitulated, and they had no choice because they took such. I mean, they they they've just taken such a beating. 
Um, now, SeaWorld's partly to blame for this. Their response to this in the days and weeks and months after that documentary came out was pathetic. And they allowed this narrative to stick because they didn't say anything. They didn't fight back. But I'll tell you, you know, Animal Kingdom's next. Animal Kingdom's next. This organization and these, 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 these homegrown terrorists that made it are now that they've done this, they're going to see, they're going to be like, oh, where else can we get some attention? The living seas. Oh, I think I think they'll go uh, they'll they'll go for they'll go after Disney now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, we except Disney has a much 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 better PR department mm-hmm. than SeaWorld does, and they're probably ready after this. There was an interesting article in the newspaper from a a, a person who works in the oceanograph oceanographic area. And he said that this is one of the worst things that could happen. The orcas that live at SeaWorld live a much longer and healthier life than those in the wild. And that the research, and especially in a time of climate change, where everything in the ocean is at risk, they said this is one of the, he said this is one of the things that actually allows us to know more about what's out there. Mm-hmm. SeaWorld has done what I consider to be one of the worst things ever. They've given into crap. Yep, they did. And I, I <laughs> now, I wouldn't go back. In mm. my opinion, you folded. You folded for no reason. No, they had no choice. They had no choice. Um, they were, like I said, you know, uh, they, they, they contributed. They contributed to this by not responding appropriately as soon as this documentary came out. But. When you have quarter after quarter after quarter after quarter of double-digit declines in your gate attendance, um, and the bottom line is Wall Street responded. The next day, their stock was up 5%, and it was the first time that's happened in a long time. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully they can at least put this behind them. This this is a disservice to generations to come. Mm -hmm. This is something that now there will be children out there, the kids will never know these animals up close will never have an opportunity to experience what it's like, why they're important to our ecology. You know, it's just, it's really, from a scientific standpoint, it's a devastating well, thing. We should be able to study the animals. And and I understand the argument that, you know, oh, maybe they are supposed to live in the ocean. Uh, but you could also argue that when dogs were first uh, turned into pets or domesticated. turned domesticated. Yes. Thank you for the, the right word. Um, that I did not know. Whenever they were first domesticated, they probably weren't happy about it. They probably didn't just willingly change. But now we're at the point where we can have dogs as pets because of it. So uh, just because time enough time hasn't passed yet for the whales, you can't say that you know it wouldn't be better for them in the long run. They let's could go hope, extinct. Let's just hope there's no like specialty breeding of whales until we have like a chihuahua <laughs> as opposed to like chihuahuas. <laughs> there are such worse. There are such. There's so much animal cruelty. Are any of you familiar with Yulin in China? Do some research on Yulin. That's where they pack cages full of dogs. And I'm no, not just... Don't, don't, I don't, don't want to hear this. Don't and then they're there. tortured and eaten. Don't, 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 so I think to myself, or why are people not... These same people, why are we not hearing about these things in the Caribbean where dolphins are kept in very small pens to entertain people who are willing to pay hundreds of dollars to swim with a dolphin? 
Yeah. Why is that not a problem? Yeah, they, they, They're out there fighting, and it's just not big news. Targeting SeaWorld is is the best PR that these groups can have, and a win is a huge PR, but they are targeting the wrong people when it comes to this. They're targeting people who are doing good. Yeah, exactly. Dog and a whale. I love you, John. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Chawaley. <laughs> that was an interesting, interesting uh, news, news. <laughs> news week. Glad we got away unscathed. Yeah, really. Was a tough so one. far. All right. Thank you, John. We're going to move on to Roundtable Rapid Fire, and we'll start with you, John. All right. This actually speaks to our first news story, and it'll probably uh, answer some of Steve's issues. Uh, save up to 30%. We don't have enough time. We save up to 30% at select Walt Disney World resorts. This is a brand new package, well, about a week old. It's called the Awaken Summer uh, promotion that's out. For stays most nights, May 30th to August 25th, 2016, up to 30% off a deluxe resort. Uh, Book by June 10th, 2016. There's a direct response. This, first of all, this is unprecedented to have this much of a discount over the summer months for resorts is incredible and we're finding availability so it's not like it's a it's a teaser where there's only a few rooms there's availability out there for this tells you that they are possibly not filling their resorts this summer and disney needs to do something that brings the folks in and this will do it i think absolutely yeah the cool thing about this promotion is you get an awakened summer magic band for free so it's a limited edition magic band and that's part of what you're going to get when you book this package which is kind of cool all right thank you john kevin i'm going to talk about abd again we have an october 23rd through 28th is exclusive backstage magic trip and i've been talking about a while i am down to my last couple seats um this trip has started to fill up this week we've got a bunch of families that have booked so if you're interested in going to see disneyland at halloween in addition to all of the other things that take place on a backstage magic, you're going to have to act pretty quickly. I imagine this is going to sell out fairly soon. Awesome. It kind of didn't fill up for a while, and then all of a sudden everybody decided, all right, let's go. So if you want to go, act quickly. Great. Thank you, Kevin. Teresa. I'm going to talk about my world, the Welcome Center. Um, We've got shirts still still on sale. Oh, look, there's a couple of them on the screen there. They're $24.99 plus tax. I can ship them to you now. What kind of shirts are they for the people who are listening and watching? Disboards shirts. Oh, we have a variety yeah. of styles and designs mm-hmm. out there. And so. sizes. I don't have all sizes and all styles, but I've got quite a bit left. Um, they're $24.99 plus tax, $26.89, and then $5.75 to ship them. Um, you can stop by and pick them up, save on shipping. I can meet you in a back alley somewhere and take your money. I don't care how we do it. <laughs> um, send me an email at teeckles at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com, and I'll hook you up. We also have, uh, still have some of the Diz mugs, Diz Boards mugs out there. So and I've got some of the clean canteens. Yeah. I've got pens. And all of that stuff we can sell you in chip. So. That's right. Also, um, I wanted to mention that we're going to be changing the hours of the Welcome Center in May. I will be open on Wednesday now. We've been closed on Wednesday for a good portion of the last couple of years. We're going to be open on Wednesday, 9 to 5. We'll still be open on Sunday, so it'll be six days a week, but I won't be there on Sundays after May. I'll be there on Wednesday. so Because the ship's leaving. There will be no ship in port on Sunday. so. And your fans want to come and see you. Well, <laughs> no, they just the local people stop by and show me their leather skin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Teresa. <laughs> Kathy. Jeez, how can I top that? Um, Disney Cruise Line merchandise is now available to be purchased at the Marketplace in Disney Springs. 
and it's like a two-sided display. They've got uh, t-shirts, they've got some pillows, they've got some jewelry. Um, nobody knows if that's going to be, you know, they're going to bring more of this stuff in, um, how long it's going to be there. And for anybody who um, thinks they're going to um, try the Shop the uh, Parks app, it's not available. It's just the only place you can get it is in that shop. So stop in, see the cruise line merchandise. If there's something you didn't get when you were on the ship or you always wanted one and you're never going on a cruise, stop in and buy. See, this bugs me because there used to be resort-specific merchandise. Yeah. Now there's no longer cruise-specific merchandise. You can you, say you, you went on a anywhere. cruise and you really yeah. didn't. What's that about? Or you can email me at teackles at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com and I will put you on a cruise. Or Ooh, did Kathy, I say that out loud? Or Kathy W at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Oh it's the Thunderdome in here. <laughs> so I'm done. All right. Thank you, Kathy. <laughs> Steve. Steve. Uh, Disney's Grand Floridian announced uh, the Princess Promenade, which is uh, Cinderella comes down the Grand Floridian stairs and she does... Uh, a grand waltz with the boys and girls, the little kids that are there to dance around with Cinderella and Prince Charming. Starts at 3.30 every day. All right. Thank you, Steve. That looks fun. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Oh, mine was the Fast Pass Plus removing fireworks and such, but I don't want to open that can of worms back (laughs) up. Yeah, really. Back in a way. Come on, round two. I'm good. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about our experience last week. We went up to the whole team went up to the California or most of the team went up to the California grill to experience brunch, which is something they just started offering uh, the beginning of February. So Kevin, why don't you get us started? I didn't expect that. (laughs) I thought I was just going to talk. No one expects the Spanish Um, Inquisition. (laughs) Uh, the brunch is offered every Sunday from 10 to 2. I don't have, I wasn't expecting to talk first. It was, how much was it? It was 82, 85.99, I believe. 85.99 a person. For Um, adults, 49 and change for children. I apologize. Uh, when you first walked in, you were, first of all, it's like going through TSA to get to the California Grill. You were allowed to check in at the curbside. The One of the nice things is um, valet parking is included in your brunch, but you were supposed to check in at the valet stand. And then you went inside, and you had to go to the second floor and check in. And then they took you up to the California Grill where you had to check in. I, I thought, you know, I'm going to go through a scanner soon. Um, as we were seated, we were told that, you know... There was a... Well, we got a complimentary drink. We got a complimentary drink when you first arrived. And then she said, and then there's a Bloody Mary bar. And then there is uh, serve yourself. They call it self-serve selections. And then you're going to order an entree off the menu. So everyone assumed, in the way we were told this, that those Bloody Marys were included. And I just, I just want to clarify, the cost is $80 per person okay. and $48 for children aged 3 to 11. So let me guess, Kevin or um, Craig's throwing back the Bloody Marys. I went to get a bill Actually, later. No. No. I said now you were told we were also told that there were a whole line of add-ons that you could add into your Bloody Mary. And I thought they looked good. I mean they had olives and cheese and bacon and shrimp. So Ooh, I went my. up and I got John and I a Bloody Mary. I got mine without al- I got both of them without alcohol. But again, we had shrimp put in it and bacon. They were the stuff in it was that's brie cheese. 
It's like soup. It, it, kind, that's kind of it was like an appetizer. It's like soup. After we got them, and the tomato juice Bloody Mary mix was awful, but after we got them, they explained to us that they were $15 a piece. And I said, well, that's not what you told me, and I didn't get alcohol in mine. They then comped everybody at the table, but they said, if you're moving forward, everybody at the table was John and I and I think Craig. We each got one, right? Yeah. Craig got his with alcohol. And they did say that, you know, that the hostess had misinformed us. Well, okay, so my problem with it is if you can see in the picture you uh, that we have on here, it'll also be in the show notes, there is like a computer monitor in the middle of like the fixins portion of it. That's where it lets you know that it costs money for it. However, where the two cast members are at, that's where you start ordering. And they're, they'd be right behind uh, starting to prepare it for you. So I went straight to where the start was. And then by the time you got into the middle, that's whenever you see the computer monitor that shows the prices and realize it. And in my case, she actually informed me after the liquor was poured and everything started. Then it's like, I said, Oh, and I get five toppings, right? It's like, Oh yeah, you do. It's uh 15 for the liquor and then five toppings. I was like, what? And that's whenever it prompted it. So they don't even tell you right up front and they're honest about it. And, you know, as we were leaving, they kind of got into the portion of, Oh yeah. You know, we've, we heard what they were saying and we need to be a little bit more uh, clear about, the price and how we're, we're presenting it, but we're being told to push it. So that's why everyone's bringing it up, but that's not, that's not a valid. Yeah, and I mean, it. I don't want to keep, I don't want to beat this, this horse to death, but there are pictures for this buffet in the lobby. Come to our Sunday uh, brunch buffet. And the pictures are of the bloody Mary's uh, Corey looked on Disney's website for information about this buffet and the pictures are of the Bloody Marys. So it all signs pointed to the fact that they were part of the meal. And when we were told they were $15 each, we all kind of and, went on top of them. And brunch. people can be forgiven for thinking for $80 for brunch right. that your Bloody Mary is going to be included. People can be forgiven for thinking yeah. that. And so, you know, then you hear, you know, it's one thing if you're told up front. If it was clear in this Disney Parks blog posting, if it was clear when we got onto the elevator, uh, that would be one thing. But it wasn't. And or like Craig said, if that price so it, was first. Or if someone said, you can add a Bloody Mary to your brunch. But that wasn't. It went from, this is your free drink, and we have a Bloody Mary book. Yeah. Or drinks not included. Right. Yeah. So Just put that on there. They listened to us, and... They did what they should have done, but he did say that they would make it clearer. And he did inform me that moving forward, um, simpler Bloody Marys, uh, mimosas, Prosecco, things like you would expect at brunch, brunch drinks would be included in the price. They weren't currently, but that was going to change. All right. After we got past that. Uh, it is broken up into a couple sections. There is a self-serve section where it's a buffet and you walk around and get what you want. Uh, and then there are entrees. I'm going to read you what's available. In the self-serve section, there's house-made charcuterie, including orange honey ham, bison and sweetbread terrine, pork belly rillettes, whole grain mustard, Zellwood pickles. There's accompaniments. You don't need to hear all that. Deviled Lake Meadow Farms eggs with crispy lardon, which is ham, I guess. Greek yogurt with vanilla-scented granola. I didn't smell the yogurt or the granola, so I can't tell you if it's true or not. Um, Kale and apple salad with dried cranberries and pink pearl apple. 
baby iceberg wedge with marinated tomatoes, cherry wood bacon, and avocado buttermilk dressing. Fregola salad with crispy vegetables. I didn't have this, so I don't know what a fregola is. Hardwood smoked. Don't write to me. I don't need to know what a fregola is. This is where I get the emails and the Twitters. Telling you me. shouldn't do reviews because right, you don't know what a fregola is. Fregola. It's okay. I can live. Um, hardwood smoked salmon with capers. California rolls. So there was sushi with jumbo lump crab meat, salmon, tuna, hamachi, nigiri, spicy tuna, takami rolls, and shrimp tempura with orange drizzle and mango. This was all part of the buffet. It sounds amazing. It Uh, was actually very good. We should also start with the fact that they put on the table a very beautiful bread basket with some really delicious stuff in it, Mm -hmm. a difference from... The Narcoosies, which yeah. had really bad bread, but this bread was, uh, what do they have? The little uh, cinnamon, cinnamon rolls. Oh, those cinnamon oh rolls God, were, were incredible. Good. And then there were um, gluten-free scones, and then there were cheese biscuits. Oh, Ooh, I, I love It all looks good. And they were really good, and they were fresh and delicious. So that was a great... Uh, they were well done. Do they were very... That was nicely done. And we thought for the most part that the stuff from the Serve Yourself was very good. For those of us who eat sushi, the sushi was fresh. Delicious. It was plentiful also. Plentiful. It was of the quality. If you were to purchase the sushi there for dinner, which is very expensive. If you ever eat the California grill, their sushi is outrageously priced. But very good. And um, everybody who had it thought it was terrific. Um, the deviled eggs were very good. What else? See, I would imagine for sushi eaters, this would be worth it. Eighty dollars. If you're gonna, a big, like like Corey, Corey's a big sushi eater. We're going to talk about this at the end about who thought it was worth it or not. I believe that with the valet parking, and if I would have went back for more sushi and my meal, it would have been actually worth the eighty dollars. Now there were eight of us, and we were busy because we were taking pictures right. and thinking what we were going to talk about. I think if we had gone there leisurely, four of us, and could have none out. of us, if none of us had another event to go to after that. If we had been leisurely about this, I think we would have spent more time and enjoyed the view more. Yeah. If we weren't working, and I don't mean to be, I'm not berating what we did. Right. It's no, just I that understand. We didn't go there with leisure in mind. Good so point. What did you think, Craig, about the stuff that was on the Select Yourself? Uh, I completely agree in terms of the sushi. It was really fresh, really wonderful. Uh, and I. One of my favorite things actually on there was the the kale weird salad. I don't I don't know why, but yeah. Uh, overall, it was just absolutely uh, the the starters were really really promising in my opinion. From that, uh, whenever whenever we were having that, it, it made me really excited for the entrees. Um, I know and, Jenny Lynn. I apologize for her. Jenny Lynn had the wedge salad. She said it was fresh, it looked and crispy. Beautiful. And delicious. We thought the eggs were really good. The eggs were were okay. I would say. Yeah, I I've like had them. better deviled eggs. I, I make a better deviled egg myself, but isn't that, that true might though be... of a lot of stuff? Can't you say that about a lot of stuff? I could do this better at home. Yeah, but with deviled mm-hmm. eggs, I'm Craig really doesn't. particular about <laughs> it. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> um, one, yeah. The in like with the iceberg wedge, it was. It's a it was, very cute presentation. Yeah, it was a cute presentation, but one of the things I hate about these kind of wedge salads, whenever uh, they, I mean, obviously they put water on the salad to, to rinse the lettuce, sorry, not on the salad, on the lettuce, to rinse it off. But then I still had water on my plate dripping mm. off of that. And, yeah. you know, that's for California Grill. They shouldn't be doing something be simple like that. Don't they have a salad spinner? Yeah. The, church, the person who started the salad spinner was off today. <laughs> 
Should I move on to entrees? Well, what else was on the selections? Because I want to. Do we sure. have a picture of the fergola salad with crispy sautéed vegetables? Uh, we actually don't. I, I don't remember seeing that up there. To be honest, with yeah, you. I must have completely missed it. You know what else they had too? I don't know if we have a picture of it. They had a charcuterie selection. Oh, that's that my at favorite. First, we all there were yeah, some selections wrong. on there that yeah. kind of went you. I'm, I'm in heaven. Whenever yeah, you have, that was all good. Give me some meats. meats and shit. Yeah, bring yeah. it on. One bring the, it on. I'm not a big fan of um, what was it called? Uh, bison and sweet bed bread terrine. Yeah. I had that. I thought it was pretty. I good. thought it was delicious. Mm-hmm. So you know, again, I think all of these foods in and of themselves really added to the whole brunch thing. This, this to me is what a brunch mm-hmm. is about. A portion is um, a buffet and a portion is a yeah, hot a- meal. Anything that we're saying that we didn't like, I think, is personal taste. Personal taste. Right. I wasn't interested in the terrine. Craig didn't like the deviled eggs. That's not to say they were bad or that other people didn't like them. I think it means that it was just... Yeah, well, for me, it was worth just the sushi alone. Um, as, as it was said, it was extremely fresh. It's... California Grill is known for their sushi, um, so I I got my portion out of the whole starter selection with the sushi. I didn't need the other stuff necessarily. And again, the fact that it was not a dumbed down version of what they usually serve exactly. is great. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. All right. Fergola is pasta. I'm sorry. Fergola is pasta. Is it? Yeah. Thank you. You weren't supposed to tell him that. So, I'm sorry. It's I okay. wasn't going to email you. I just For the rest know. of you who thought, oh, I'm going to let Kevin know that Fergola is pasta, Teresa's coming. <laughs> um, all right. Moving on to the entrees. That's like the fourth time I've said that. Uh, John had the pan-fried buttermilk organic chicken cutlet with Erico Vert, mm. toasted almonds, frisee, and bear noisette, which I think is hazelnut butter. And... Um, I thought it was delicious. It was hot. It was prepared perfectly. It was crispy. Was it crispy? I oh, shared it, it with really everybody good. at the yes. table, and everybody kind of said, I wish I would have gotten this. Yeah, it was very good. Yes. As far as entrees go, John won. Yes. Yeah. It was really good. Uh, Pete had the sweet potato pancakes with caramelized heirloom Ooh. apples, dried cranberry, and raisin compote, vanilla custard with Canadian maple syrup. See, okay. we do like Canadian. I, I, this, was, this was me cheating. This was me absolutely cheating. I should not have had this. But... They were the best pancakes I ever had. Really? They were the best pancakes I ever tasted. It was... Now, if we compare this to last time, we went to the Narcissus brunch where we all were disgusted yeah, by the pancakes. Exactly. One of the things that was surprising to me was um, saying that they were sweet potato. I thought, oh, those are going to be gross. But I tasted them. They were really... They were very good. Killer good. Very, very yeah. good. Yeah. It's really, really tasting. Craig had the shrimp and grits. Oh. Gulf uh, white shrimp with Tillamook cheddar. Grits, spicy bacon-infused tomato broth, espalette spiced tomato. <laughs> I don't know what an espalette is. There. It's an epaulette. Craig, you're up. What did you think? Yeah, these. It Comparing wasn't. It others. wasn't bad, but considering we just had it, you had the whatchamacallit, shrimp and grits at, uh, well, you had the shrimp and grits at Narcusi's the week before, which was the standout dish. They were better at Narcusi's than here. I didn't care for the fact that yours was kind of swimming in this liquid. To me, yeah. that's yeah, I don't, that kind doesn't of look a normal. weird... A little bit less liquid might have been better. Yeah, it was if, like grit soup. If the broth would have been like soaked up into the grits or something, it just... It, it was good, not great. It's soup. Yeah. A couple of us had the poached lobster benedict which was poached tail, two soft poached eggs, honey ham, yuzu hollandaise, and marble potato hash. 
Um, they did something unusual. The eggs were cooked. There was underneath the, 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 stuff. the, the stuff, instead of being an English muffin, it was like a potato bread that had been cut into a circle and then had the center taken out of it. So the egg sat down in it. And all I can say is that my part, what I like about Eggs Benedict is when the yolk kind of oozes all over yeah. what you're eating. And what happened was that didn't happen. They did something special, too. There's not enough sauce on that. No. Uh, the lobster was tasty. There was, you know, a little bit of Canadian bacon, I believe. Wasn't that what I said? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honey I thought, ham. I thought your potatoes were very good. I the enjoyed your potatoes very potatoes much. potatoes were very good. They had a little bit of, um, mine had sauce on them. This one doesn't look like it got the sauce. But I thought it was okay. It was probably the the most luxurious item on the menu. You've got the lobster, and that's usually the most expensive item. So a couple of us got that, and I think everybody came away with, this was good. It didn't touch John's no. chicken. Um, there was a chef's frittata. Nobody at the table got that. It's make your own omelet, basically. Um and then the last entree was a grilled flat iron steak with soft poached eggs, chimichurri, marble potato hash, and charred red onions. Yeah, and there were a couple of those at the table also. Yeah, Rhino, Rhino and JL. JL. We had some mixed reviews on this. Yeah. Um, and admittedly, I tasted Rhino's, and Rhino's was overcooked yeah. and chewy yeah. and overspiced. It, I would have been disappointed if this were my meal, and I think he was as well. However, Jenny Lynn thought hers was great. I tasted Jenny Lynn's, and Jenny Lynn's was nicely done. It, I thought it was okay. Um, it was nowhere near what you had at Narcusi's. The flavor of the steak that you had with your steak and eggs. Right. Rhino was disappointed in his. Yeah. Well, yeah. Jenny Lynn got the vegetarian steak. <laughs> what? what You're mean? making that crap up. Yeah, he is. <laughs> He's trying to be funny. <laughs> what does that mean? Is it that tofu? What happened? JL always goes out saying she's going to order vegan or vegetarian, yeah. and then she the always world, gets steak She's and the world's ribs. worst vegan. <laughs> worst vegetarian. She gets her steak. <laughs> That's very funny. We tell her that all the time we go out to eat, and she orders something like that, and I'm like, you're the worst vegetarian ever. <laughs> now, there That's was not funny. a dessert menu, but they brought out a dessert Ooh, platter. platter. Yeah, these. These were damn good. Mm-hmm. You had stepped away from the table. There were eight of us at brunch. And they brought out this platter with four of everything. And I said to him, there are eight of us. And he said, yeah. I said, we're going to need eight of everything. Bring more. I think everybody should at least have the option of trying. Do you have the, a list of what's on there? There were strawberry tarts. Is that there chocolate were brittle? little candies. There was, it was kind of like a Heath Bar toffee. And then there were um, macaroons, French macaroons, and madeleines. They were delicious. I got to tell you, I tried everything except for the little candies, and I thought everything was incredible. It was incredible. I had pretty much everything except the madeleines. Gosh, I'm jealous. I didn't have the the tart. I I took one of the little candies, and I think it was depended on which candy you got. Mine was filled with Bayer's Children aspirin. Oh, it's kind of like when you get round one. You know, it's when you get the big heart of candy and you think, "Oh, I wish I hadn't pulled this one out." Or you squeeze it, and all of a sudden yeah. the stuff inside is yellow or pink or purple, and you think, "Oh no, that's not the one I want." Yeah, and you put oh, it back right. for mom to eat. Yeah, I know how the that macaroons goes. were good. The the toffee brittle was really good. I want to talk a little bit about some of the negatives. One of the negatives was um, they put eight of us at a table for six. Yeah. 
We were jammed in there. And then when the food started to arrive, it was almost impossible to, you had to keep moving your plates. There was a great deal of juggling. It was very stressful. It was very stressful. Very, very stressful. And where Narcissus, once we said that to them, they jumped at clearing the table off. I thought our server was less attentive. Uh, Pete, you didn't get coffee until like you were well into your entree. Yeah, you had it was. Coffee several and you times. only got it because you said, "Do you think we're going to be able to get coffee?" And he goes, "Oh, did you want coffee? Were yeah, they well, busy? That's why was I it asked packed? for it three times. No, no, it wasn't. Not, no, no, not really. Huh? And here's the deal: at eighty dollars, they could be hanging from the rafters. Right. This should kind of be a seamless thing. Was that the first one though? No, no, no this has no. been going on since February. Oh, okay, so. I think our server, I don't want to say our server was bad. I don't think our server was as attentive. We probably could have used a team of servers with eight people. He was a little frazzled. and One of the things they did uh, when we first went in, they actually asked us about it. Not everybody was had the information. But at the end, they asked us if we would take a survey. And they handed everybody an iPad. No, they didn't ask. They asked me. No, no they, they came around handed, and they stuck an iPad in front of me and said, we'd like you to do a survey. <laughs> do some work. It's because John I, had already agreed to it. I probably did. Yeah, we'll all I do thought, it. All right, I'll do it. Well, they were like, standing there waiting for us to like finish before they came up. Yeah, they were the hovering. Table. And yeah. I think, like, what was it, 12 pages in, I decided, I'm done. But it was yeah. very it was very uh, in-depth. You asked you what you ate, and then on when, it, you, so, when you chose – the option of what you had, then it asked you more questions on that entree. Everybody so. got to do this in the whole restaurant? Everybody, yeah. They everybody were. at our table got an iPad. So they were looking to improve the process. The fact that we all stood up and were filming food. Probably, yeah. <laughs> that was probably a giveaway. Complaining yeah. about the Bloody Marys. And you're eating everybody else's Subtle. food. After, uh, after all is said and done, after Tables in Wonderland was applied for the eight of us, this was $589. Um, so the nice part is when you're six or more, they automatically add the gratuity. So the Tables in Wonderland really pays off because you're going to pay that gratuity anyway. Um, but I, again, I thought that if I had a chance to go back and do it at a little more leisure pace, yeah. I would have enjoyed it much better. And I would have thought with the valet, it was definitely. Right. Did worth we the mention money. that this does include complimentary valet parking? So that by itself is twenty five dollars. So this is a celebration. If you're going for a birthday or an anniversary or you're celebrating any other, anything else, that's what I would think this is go, yeah. good for. I don't know that John and I would go out and spend $160 on brunch just because it was, you know, what do you want to do today? But I can see going there <laughs> as part of something else. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'd rather just do it for dinner. Save the mm-hmm. money you would have done on brunch and go and have a spectacular dinner right around Wishes and have the true California grill experience that you should. Yeah, it's fair enough for sure. So, all right, that is our review of the brunch at the California Grill. Thank you, Kevin. And that will do it for our show. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Have a good week. Bye.